Season 1, Episode 3, Cochineal Red, How the Plunder of the Americas Changed the Art World. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Art History by Lakshmi podcast. I'm your host, Anu or Lakshmi, whichever you prefer, and I'm glad you're back. If you're new here, I'm a professional artist and I have a passion for history, linguistics, politics, and art, and I like to talk about these subjects a lot, hence the podcast. A little shameless plug before we begin today, check out my paintings and prints at artlakshmi.com, that's art, L-A-K-S-H-M-I.com, and my Instagram at art underscore by underscore Lakshmi. If you've ever been asked, what do red velvet cupcakes, Caravaggio's painting The Incredulity of St. Thomas, and a female bug found in the Americas have in common, your answer might not be a bright, brilliant scarlet that kings coveted and pirates raided ship for, but that is the right answer. So get a cold glass of milk to go with that bug-filled red velvet cupcake, and let's go on a time travel tour again, this time with less human sacrifice, but just as much death. In the previous episode, we explored the history of Maya Blue, and today we're still stuck in the Americas, albeit we're looking at something odd. We're looking at a little bug that changed the art world. It gave us a pigment called cochineal red, or carmine. Red isn't as difficult to make as blue, and it's part of the oldest palette, which consisted of black, white, and surprise, surprise, red. Red was easily available and abundant in nature. Humans used to grind up red clay over 40,000 years ago for their body paint. They even buried their dead with red powder, either for spiritual protection or because it made their dead less smelly. Red ochre was used in the Paleolithic to create beautiful cave paintings, so, like I said, red was easy to make. But when it comes to the types of reds that could be made... A bright scarlet hue was very difficult to make, if not impossible, for a long period of time. The sources of red ranged from henna, madder roots, lac, brazil wood, lichens, and fermented stews of rancid olive oil, cow dung, and blood. And you know I'm going to get back to you on the latter one. So let's take a look at some of the important reds that people used and then see why cochineal is so important. Vermilion is a highly prized red that has a dense, opaque pigment with a clear, bright hue. And that's where the awesomeness ends because it's highly fucking toxic. It's made by grinding a powder called cinnabar, which is mercury sulfide. Vermilion is also not necessarily a specific shade, because mercury sulfides can create a range of warm hues from bright orange-red to a duller reddish-purple. How you grind the particles determines the hue of the vermilion pigment. For example, larger crystals produce duller and less orange hues. Cinnabar, by the way, is highly toxic and it's been used since the time of the Egyptians. The ancient Romans were obsessed with it and used it extensively in decorations and even in their processions. You can see some of the uses of cinnabar in their art in the wall art of Pompeii. Since I promised you plenty of death, the workers who extracted the cinnabar from the mines in Spain were unfortunately workers who were usually prisoners or slaves who were forced to work in highly toxic environments. But cinnabar was not just used in Europe, it was used all over the world. Vermilion was also a key component in the most legendary vermilion product, Chinese lacquer. On a side note, because Chinese lacquer and because vermilion was so prominent in Chinese art, 
Vermilion is also known as Chinese red. If you think vermilion is the only toxic red, you are wrong. We have another one called minium. Minium is a red shade that has a name that sounds rather innocent, but it's also fucking toxic. The pigment was first made by the Chinese during the Han Dynasty, and was made by roasting white lead pigment. Told you there's plenty of death in this episode. The longer the lead is roasted, the more orange red the pigment becomes. I'm not sure what the health consequences of this was, but I'm sure it was fucking awful. Minium was less expensive than cinnabar to make, so it was widely used in medieval manuscripts as well as Persian and Indian miniature paintings. It was also one of the pigments used in Angkor Wat in Cambodia. The death and suffering that came with minium was ironically not worth it because the red whitens and fades over time when exposed to sunlight. We're going to leave the obviously toxic reds and we're going to go to another red, Turkey red. You know that disgusting-sounding mixture I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, the one that's a mix of rancid olive oil, cow dung, and blood? That was called Turkey Red, and it was imported into Europe from the Ottoman Empire. I really don't know much about the recipe for this, other than that it sounds fucking disgusting, and that it took months to create, and European dyers weren't able to really replicate it when they tried. So the search for the perfect, non-toxic, brilliant red keeps on. So we're going to leave the toxic pigments and we're going to leave behind the cow shit and we're going to go and look at a slightly less disgusting but still creepy pigment called crimson. Crimson is made from a bug as well as cochineal. Crimson is made from an insect called kermes and was made primarily in Spain. The female Kermes bugs are dried up and ground, and when you do this, you get a strong red color that leans towards purple. And this is the color that cochineal red replaced. Cochineal red comes from the cochineal insects, and when the conquistadors landed in Mexico, they took a moment from destroying the native civilizations to marvel at the bright scarlets around them. Like I said, Spain already produced Crimson, which is a lot like cochineal red, but cochineal red was a much more saturated color. It took 12 times the amount of Kermes to achieve the color intensity of cochineal red. And that is why cochineal red revolutionized the art world. It gave a brilliant scarlet hue that was relatively easy to acquire. I mean, think about it. You didn't need to send people to die of lead or mercury poisoning to acquire it, and it wasn't toxic. It also had such a strong tinting strength that it replaced crimson. Cochineal red, when used in paint, is called carmine, and it became so valuable that the Spanish shipped tons and tons of dried cochineal insects back to Europe, and it became one of the most valuable exports from Mexico, second only to silver. Carmine became so popular that nearly all of the great 15th and 16th century painters used it, Painters like Rembrandt and Vermeer and Velázquez all used carmine to create a beautiful, bright red. So I hope you can see why cochineal revolutionized the art world. It was non-toxic, easy to acquire, and had such a strong tinting strength and a brilliant color. Unfortunately, this one also fades over time if exposed to sunlight, but... That's just the nature of the pigment. 
I hope you liked today's podcast episode and I hope it gave you the opportunity to really understand how art mirrors developments in such a way that is incredible. You learn so much about a time just by looking at the art. And if you liked today's episode, please sure to rate and subscribe. And I would love it if you leave me a review on iTunes. Our next episode is going to be people who got in trouble because of their art. Some people got killed, others got imprisoned. It's a whole lot of fun. So until next time, 